3: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff. This is Triviality. The cream of the crop.
4: Hey, welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. I'm, uh, you know, one of the hosts here, Ken. Uh, I'm with Jeff, Neil, and Matt. We got a full panel here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got the original four horsemen yep I decided to show up today what a treat how was that uh, how was that hardware upgrade
0: uh, it was, you know a uh, few hours under the knife and you know come out like new
1: so. did you find the under that, the soldering uh, iron <laughs> geography
3: history chipset put in or no not
0: important oh, just, okay.
1: <laughs> it, what was nice though is Matt walked in and instead of saying hello or how were you how was your break he just immediately said I did not murder him. <laughs> I did not.
4: <laughs> well, uh, today's going to be a very special episode, as Jeff would tell you, uh, because we have a special guest host, Liz Hudson. How are you doing today?
5: Good. How are you guys?
4: Great. And I'm very excited because uh, you started right off by saying that you had a Neil-esque story for us.
5: Yes. I was listening to an episode of your show recently, and uh, I was reminded that I do have my own story to tell you guys. Um, when I was about maybe ten, I was really into Whitney Houston. She mm-hmm. was my favorite. And one time, I took a recording device behind the piano and hung out back there, and I made a whole uh, recording of myself recording Whitney Houston songs, where I was the DJ. But it was only Whitney Houston songs, it was like a radio show that just played Whitney Houston. So it's I said, um, "Oh, uh, n- next up is." So emotional, followed by, I want to dance with somebody, and where do broken hearts go? And then I played the songs, but I couldn't stop myself from singing over them. So it's Whitney (laughs) Houston songs with me singing over them. And then my sister found this tape and would torture me by locking herself in the room with her high school friends and playing it while I would bang Mm. on the door and scream and cry (laughs) and ask her not not to have them listen to it. So that was my Neil... Whitney Houston DJ story. Was that
4: Liz or Neil telling that story?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it had the usual amount of Neil devastation at the end. So. Yeah.
1: Did you? Uh, do you still have that tape? Is it available still or no? Uh,
5: I wish that I did. I actually, it was a tape. It was a Dumbo um, read-along tape that I had. That I put Scotch tape over the bottom of it so I could record over it. So one side, one side was Dumbo read-along, and one side was Liz's Whitney Houston DJ moments, which. Yeah. Uh, I
1: I love that. That's so good. So, so Liz, you've been on the
4: show at least uh, three times now, I think. So we all have, have gotten to know you now. So what else is new in your life? Uh, kids going back to school?
5: Yep. Kids going back to school. Uh, Robert is in fifth grade, big man on campus, and Beckett is in seventh grade. Seventh grade. And uh, I was telling Neil earlier that seventh grade has sort of it's feeling like maybe the tipping point where I'm not going to be able to help with homework anymore, like, math is getting hard and they're like studying physics, which I don't think I did that till I was in high school. So wow. we'll see. you
4: getting right in there.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Zach Knott, who maybe. we
4: see at Trivia Every Monday. He was my physics teacher. Maybe uh, maybe the combined <laughs> Triviality Boys can help with uh, with some homework sometime.
5: Yeah, we can have some tutoring sessions. Neil okay. can
4: help with a uh, movie class. Yeah, I will, <laughs> yeah there's this,
1: I'm sure. Here's a Neil story for you, actually, regarding that. Uh, when I was at University of Iowa... Uh, I, was, uh, I, was, I was a film student, obviously, and uh, a lot of the girls in the class uh, were in a sorority, like one sorority. Like they all took it at the same time, and uh, they saw me working on a film paper in our little like um, uh, cafe at the dorm room. It was kind of like the Max on Save by the Bell, but it was for the dorm, for Courier. <laughs> and so I was sitting there, like doing a I was doing a paper on um, Spike Lee's influences and Do the Right Thing. That was what the paper was for. So I was writing the paper, and they came over, and they're like, hey, um, uh, we had a question for you. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to ask asked on my first date in college. And they go, do you think we could, uh, you could help us? Like, you could tutor us for film class because we need to pass this class. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. So a couple of weeks go by, and uh, I helped them with uh, the homework and got their papers and everything. And um, the original agreement was if you help tutor us, We'll help you. We'll invite you to like this party. I can't remember. It was like an end of the year party. This is Neil. What a great episode. (laughs) And and so I was like, sure. So I did all this. I got him like a A's and uh, like a B plus or whatever. And then uh, end of the year came, I got all dressed up, and I was like, oh, man, I'm going to go to this party. And uh, one, didn't get the invite, and two, walked over there just to see if it was happening, and it definitely was not happening. So, um,
4: <laughs> But it's okay. I mean, I got him an A, you know, whatever. That's a great A, uh, Neil story. Yeah. Yuck. But in, ter- in terms of uh, not welshing on their agreement, they did not do the right thing, you would say? <laughs> they did not do the right thing. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> well in honor of uh back to school time maybe uh maybe during the swing round we'll have some homecoming stories for you Ooh. but uh uh let's uh team up it'll be uh me and matt versus jeff and neil
1: how about in honor of the bears packers game today oldest rivalry in sports we'll be the bears and you'll be the packers okay yeah. we're
4: the packers
0: oh oh great we're going to
4: get crushed by a, a very handsome
3: Aaron Rodgers. That's why Matt's
4: here. He's <laughs> yeah. here to fill our go handsome duty. Go Bears. Well, without, yeah, Thank you, Liz. Without further ado, let's you toss You mean Cal, it. Well, no, your it. Case. I,
5: meant, I meant Go Bears for Aaron Rodgers, not Go Bears. Let's Chocolate.
4: toss it.
2: From the Federation, wait, 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 wait. And There is no doubt about it. Yet. All right, we yeah, are...
0: you could uh, stop fast-forwarding now.
4: We're about to play the game. Yeah, let's go. All right, let's go. Let's dig right in. Liz, you want to take it away?
5: Yes. All right. Round one. This is called Great Moments in Liz Tree. In April of 1978, yours truly was born on Long Island in Rockville Center, New York. Nine years earlier, in September of 1969, Rockville Center was the site of the first U.S. installation of what innovative device? Designed by the company DocuTel, these devices are now ubiquitous across the country.
3: That's a great question.
1: Is that too early for that, Jeff?
3: It's too late for that.
4: Too late? I don't mind that original answer, okay. Matt. We could, we could, we'll lock, we'll lock in.
1: Okay. So I, I wrote down computer initially, but that might be too late for that.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there were computers in use before then. Um Because 69 would have been the same year for Apollo 11. So NASA definitely had computers in the years before. Oh, Apollo 11. Um, Oh, it wouldn't be a satellite, obviously. DocuTel makes me think they were sending documents over telephone somehow. Oh, fax? I think fax was around before then, but maybe not in the...
1: Well, if you're saying documents and telephone, that leads me to believe it would be
3: a fax machine. Fax machine makes sense to me. Okay, you want to go with that? They're still relatively ubiquitous. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to go with the
1: Fax
0: Machine. Yeah, Fax Machine uh, makes sense. Uh, I wrote down ATM really quick because it sounded like it was roughly in the same era. DocuTel, the name kind of makes me think it maybe wasn't, but we locked in with ATM.
5: The correct answer is ATM.
4: Hey, yeah. okay, Matt. Good job.
0: Nice poll, Matt. I've been studying uh, the history of ATMs, so actually
1: <laughs> that's the only one I'll get to. There. That's good.
0: Wow.
5: That's really, really Specific. a good coincidence. <laughs>
1: is that on your, your Tinder profile? <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about ATMs. Mm-hmm.
3: And I would have never thought they were that early because um, the idea of a debit card, um, I think Wells Fargo came up with the first one and it was only in the like early 60s, so I didn't know mm-hmm. it would be, but that makes sense. Yeah.
5: Okay. Question number two, if they could see us now. What product was derided in 1966 by competitors as, quote, sex in a box and nearly didn't get off the ground until it was demoed by Johnny Carson and Ava Gabor on The Tonight Show as a last-ditch promotion?
4: I, I feel like I've seen the clip on The Tonight Show. I think it was, like, on the best of Johnny Carson. Yeah, I have, too.
1: I've seen the clip. I just, like, I'm having trouble picturing it. Yeah.
4: I know who those
0: people are, so right. that doesn't help, though.
1: Yeah, we know step one is cut a hole in a box. I was
3: going to make a <laughs> sex in a <the> box joke. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Um, it has to be derided, so it's got to be someone who thought it was scandalous, right?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm assuming it's not that scandalous.
1: Well, right, it's got to be something. By modern standards? On, right, if it's on late night TV.
4: I've got to lock in.
0: Okay, we are locked in with whatever Ken thinks.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Massage oil? I mean, who knows? A sexy pet rack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sex in a box. Yeah, I don't know.
3: I don't know either.
4: Yeah, we'll go boxed wine. Boxed wine, <laughs> Franzia. <laughs> yeah, we'll go. We're gonna go with Franzia. I don't know why. Uh, I was thinking of nylon hosiery. I don't know.
5: The correct answer is Twister.
4: Um, oh, that's right. Yep, yep, yep.
5: Okay, question three. You remind me of my Jeep. The name Jeep comes from the abbreviation GP, which, as used for these vehicles in the army, stands for what?
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, we're locked in. Oh. Uh, so I was thinking uh, Jungle Patrol, something like that. You... Sure. Yeah. Locked in. Jungle Patrol. Even Jungle... though it's GP? GP. <laughs> oh, I thought it was... G- well, For right. Jeep. Jungle yeah. Patrol. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we've, I've never driven a Jeep, but I believe it's General Purpose. I believe you are correct.
5: General Purpose is correct.
1: Nice. On the board.
3: With the car question.
1: Whoops. I may have peaked early. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Question four, sweet Georgia Brown. In 2000, who was named an honorary Harlem Globetrotter in a ceremony in St. Peter's Square in front of a crowd of 50,000 people?
3: That's where my mind went. Really? Yeah. Should I go? You want to go with it?
1: It seems crazy enough to be true. Yeah, it does. I-, I can't think of anything better, though, unless you want to
4: wait and talk it out. But So the year 2000, this happened?
0: The year 2000.
5: Correct. <laughs> All right.
4: You guys are locked I'll, in? Oh, one second. it. Yeah, Jeff and I are locked in with
1: an answer that seems way too crazy, but we both thought of it, so. You thinking anything? What about uh,
4: Bill Clinton?
3: I wrote down Bill Clinton, so.
4: Let's go with Bill we're Clinton. We're locked in with Bill Clinton.
3: I think he may have been an honorary gold trader, but we said, uh, given it in St. Peter's Square, we said Vladimir Putin. <laughs> <laughs>
5: The answer is Pope John Paul II. Oh, that's wow. right.
4: He is definitely funky enough. Yeah.
3: yeah he's a I bald. forgot he was an honorary globe. He trotter. should be like an
1: honorary <laughs> football player so that, that he can say something like, you have a really great Hail Mary. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Category five. Spell this. I'll give you the definition. You give the word and the proper spelling. The... The first definitions are the metal-bearing ore that fills a fissure in a rock formation. And the second definition is a rich source or supply. I've got a B version of the first definition if you think it will help you. Sure. Uh, Mm. The the addendum to one is a vein of mineral ore deposited between clearly demarcated layers of rock.
4: Mm.
1: These are great questions, Liz. You're bringing the... Bringing the fire today.
5: (laughs) I think last time I had a pretty uh, softball game, so I tried to step it up a little bit.
3: Yeah, we like slow pitch softball,
4: though. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh, This is
4: Chicago. We play 16 inch here.
1: I'm just trying to think of movies when there's a scientist, and it's it's like, we have an X of titanium. You know what I mean?
4: Okay, we're in.
1: Okay, so abundance, I doubt, is the correct answer,
3: but. A a bounty. A bounty? Plethora. Plethora? How many many more? Plethora is pretty
1: nice. But that uh, it seems too easy to spell unless the whole point of this is just to get the definition.
3: Myriad. No, myriad just means ten thousand in Greek, I believe. Excuse me, (laughs) idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I have to preface everything with "I believe now" because I've been wrong way too much lately. I know Liz
0: called you out. Can't speculate (laughs) anymore. People love when Jeff's wrong. Actually,
3: I just do it on purpose Uh, to get our Facebook uh, click rate up. Uh, More engagement. (laughs)
1: Yep.
5: I know you know Edie Brickell's married to Paul Simon. Come on, I, I do.
1: That's a good plethora. Sure. Ooh. All right, we're going with plethora. Spell it. P-l-e-t-h-o-r-a. Plethora. I believe that's how it's spelled. Yeah.
4: Okay, we're gonna go with glut. G-l-u-t-t.
5: Glut. I think it's spelled G-l-u-t, but it is not the right word anyway. Mm. The answer is load. L-o-d-e.
1: Yep. Oh. Like, oh, load. Load bearing.
5: Like no. the mother load.
1: Oh, the mother load. Oh, load bearing would be weight. L-O-A-D.
5: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I wrote glut down two ways and I guess we picked the wrong one. It
5: doesn't really matter anyway.
1: (laughs) After five, I know we only have have 10 points. We also have 10. All right, Bears and Packers. Low scoring game so far. Yeah. It's okay. Low
5: scoring game. Touchdown field goal. Question six. The Big Apple. Who Hmm. hit... An iconic game-winning eighth-inning home run in the first professional baseball game played in New York following the September 11th, 2001 attacks.
0: I'm gonna lock in. Okay,
1: I'm I'm thinking it. I don't know if Matt uh, Matt Damon, Johnny Damon was on the team, or I would assume it'd be Jeter. I mean, that would be sort of the hometown hero story, right?
3: Could be. I'm trying to think of who else was on the Yankees then. 2001. I mean, that's
1: they they won right around then, right? So. Keith Hernandez. Jeter. I, I, I don't know if Johnny Damon, he might've been on the Red Sox at that point. Um, I can't think of any of the other Nick Swisher. I don't think he was on there at that point. Um, Jeter would be the easy answer for yeah, me. Jeter was
3: definitely on the team at that time. A-Rod wasn't on the team yet at that point, I believe.
1: Oh, A-Rod's a good guest too, though. That's fine. It's probably too easy, but we're gonna lock him with Jeter.
0: My confusion here was I was, you know, you guys mentioned a bunch of Yankees, but it could have also been the Mets. That's true. And, uh, I was thinking Mike Piazza, but um, I just watched a, I know that uh, eventually this led to the Yankees in the World Series um, so I just put Derek Jeter
5: well you might know that I'm a Mets fan and the answer is Mike Piazza yeah uh.
0: I should have stuck with Piazza
3: why was eighth inning so uh, there was just no runs famous, in the ninth or... famous
4: catcher it, Yes,
5: it was the game winning run it wasn't a yeah, yeah. game yeah. ending yeah home run. It just ended up being the game-winning run.
4: Thank you for the acknowledgement, uh, Matt.
0: Yes, he was a catcher. Good job.
4: But the reason I know that is because of the Bell and Sebastian song, Piazza, New York catcher.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, question seven. Because we feel like it, the U.S. is one of three countries who have not adopted the international system of units or metric system as their official system of weights and measures. Name one of the other two. Oh, God
4: any thoughts behind this there's one country that nobody's ever heard of in that and then there's one country that people have heard of and Mm -hmm. you're like yeah i understand that they would be like
3: the i've seen this map because this like i don't know if you've seen like like funny map projections but there's like a world map where it's like countries that use si units and there's three i am
4: the other two are really tiny oh yeah they're really
3: tiny yeah um I feel like one is like Myanmar or something weird. Mm-hmm. Not weird, but something no, not many people ask trivia questions about. One of those wacky countries. No. yeah, no, Everything's
4: got, backwards.
3: No, they're not Rand. asking about which side of the street you drive on.
4: Rand McNally. Um, so we're locked. We're, we're locked. I'm are, we just, are we just tapping or just no, name we'll, a country? We'll say,
3: we'll say Myanmar. Myanmar. I, I weirdly think it's that. Okay. That's
4: not a bad guess. Uh, we're going to go with Luxembourg. I, I feel like one of the countries is an African country. But uh, we're going with Luxembourg in Europe.
5: (laughs) One of the countries is an African country. It is not Luxembourg. It's it's Liberia. And the other one is Myanmar.
3: Oh, Jeff.
4: (laughs) Showing up. I felt like he was maybe right.
3: I, I just remember the world map having, like, in Southeast Asia, a country demarcated. And I guessed it was Myanmar. I had mm-hmm. a one in, like, six shots. So. Gotcha. And yeah, we had to scrape to get that 10 points. Liberia <laughs> does make sense, though, because it was yeah. partially influenced by the U.S. So
5: Correct. Mm. Question eight. Three is the magic number. 1881 was one of two years in which the United States had three different people serve as president. Name them.
1: I'm just going to sit here and... Yep. Um, while they're thinking... In light of Liz's story about what Houston, 1880- eighteen eighty,
5: eighteen
1: eighty one. Oh, eighty okay. one. Uh, there was a talent show in fourth grade. <laughs> and uh, Just hold
4: on, hold on.
5: <laughs> I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> and where do broken hearts go?
1: Man, Jeff and Ken are really deep thinking this one here. Well, they actually have things to think about. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought my my starting of the West Wing was going to help me, but it did not. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was a fictional account of presidency. I could talk about Kashmir, the fictional country that we gave a proportional response to. <laughs> the, fir-
5: the first episode of misinformation is about presidents who died in office. It's a good one to kick you off.
1: Ooh, see, I haven't gone back in the back catalog. I enjoy. I, I've been listening to their current ones coming out, but I haven't gone
4: backwards. I should. So check out this Venn diagram. Ken actually
1: drew a Venn diagram. It's very impressive.
4: The answer is one of these two uh, Venn a, diagrams. It was an election year.
3: Someone went out, someone came in, someone got shot, someone got replaced. Mm-hmm. So, that's it's
4: pretty much what we had as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you want to go first or should I? Doesn't matter to me. All right, so the order was Hayes Garfield Arthur Cleveland, and the question is uh, is it Hayes Garfield Arthur or Garfield Arthur Cleveland? And we're going to, going to go with Garfield Arthur Cleveland. So did we.
5: The answer is Hayes Garfield <laughs> Arthur. Oh. <sighs> Sigh. Hays, <laughs> Hayes finished his term. Garfield was uh, inaugurated and assassinated, and Arthur took over. I
3: couldn't remember which. See, was I which. thought it Garfield had
4: some major accomplishments before his assassination, which is why I thought maybe his term was a little longer, and maybe Arthur's was short.
5: Mm. The other time was in 1841 with um, Martin Van Buren, William Henry Harrison, and
4: John Tyler.
5: Tyler, whose first name, I couldn't remember that for a minute. John Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number nine, geographically speaking.
4: <laughs> That's that sucks when you know so much yeah, about something and you <laughs> still get it wrong.
5: Number nine, geographically speaking, by distance, what country is third closest to the United States?
4: Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Right. We're locked in with uh, Russia. Yeah,
3: we presume that the distance between the Bering Strait is a little bit less than it is between us and Cuba, so we said Russia.
5: That is correct. Russia All is the right. answer.
3: Back All on right. the board.
5: Woohoo! And uh, wrapping it up with number 10. We swear it's not addictive. While not the first to make heroin, scientists for this international pharmaceutical giant discovered ways to make it, and the company was a leader in the com- commercialization of the product in the late 1800s. Name the company which owned the trademark on the name heroin until 1919 when they lost some of their trademark rights under the Treaty of Versailles.
3: It's a deep cut. I didn't even know people lost trademark rights during that <laughs> treaty.
5: I just learned that myself.
3: That's fascinating. Uh, who was involved in the Treaty of Versailles? A lot of people.
1: Mm-hmm. The big hitters, like top three. America. Us. Awesome. Yep. France.
3: <laughs> France. UK. All
1: right. Any UK or France companies that are well known for being pharmaceutical companies?
3: No. I mean, I can. Oh, you know what? Um, I could think of a German company that we might have tried to screw. Who? like Pfizer.
1: I was going to say Pfizer. I just don't know if they've been around that long.
3: It's a gas. They're a huge pharmaceutical company. Yeah. But if anybody was gonna get boned in a deal the uh, treaty of Versailles. I, I wanna it. say for
1: the I wanna say for the for the deposition that I did I was gonna put Pfizer down, so if it's correct, I'll feel You're good about myself deposed? today.
3: I don't know. I
1: just
4: feel I just watched the deposition episode of West Wing, that's what's in oh. my head. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're in with Pfizer. Yep. I picked the biggest pharmaceutical company I knew and it sounded German, so I went with Pfizer.
5: You guys are on the right track with German, but the answer is Bayer.
4: Oh, mm. Bayer, ah. the
0: aspirin people,
4: right? Indeed. Yep, that's cool. what
3: they want you to think.
0: Again,
4: <laughs> again, we know all the details of this question, yes. but cannot get it right. <laughs> right uh, now, right. you use them
5: as the aspirin people, but I guess before they were the heroin people. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> try to both, distance themselves from. They're that. both
3: pain relievers. True. All right. After that
0: rousing first round, we have a score of thirty to twenty. So some points on the board.
3: I felt better about that than the scores reflect.
5: <laughs> there was a yeah. lot of good conversation.
3: Yeah, no, there was. Yeah, we we knew some stuff, so uh, we can't be mad about yeah, that. I'm still, I'm same spot Ken. Same Okay, spot,
5: Ken. I'm still like dialing in a a good level of difficulty. Maybe I overcorrected. We'll, no, we're, we're see, as we keep okay, This going. is a
4: lot of fun. This the the questions are good. You're always fun. Liz, it.
1: you could talk to us about you know 18th century uh, woodworking or something. would be fine.
5: Wow, I know fun. a lot about that. So I'll take you up on that next time. <laughs>
3: Just, you got to start with your ads. You need a high quality ads. Okay? That's all you need to know. I don't know what that means. It sounds very
1: and, and elitist. And frankly, there
4: were two or three questions that we were just like a hair away from yeah. getting correct. So
0: Yeah. A lot of right answers were said, but not said. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> exactly. But not locked in.
5: Okay. You guys ready for halftime? Oh, yeah. Um, in light of last game, if you remember, I did the celebrity couples, which Neil got all right and really liked. Mm-hmm. But uh, since this game is the 180 of that game, I'm bringing out the... As promised, Pulitzer Prize winners.
4: Oh, no. This is going to be tough.
5: (laughs) So I will list the year and the book, and you will give me the author.
4: Okay.
3: Okay. That sounds less bad.
5: Yeah. 1932, The Good Earth. 1937, Gone with the Wind. 1940, The Grapes of Wrath. 1953, The Old Man and the Sea. 1980, The Executioner's Song. 1981, A Confederacy of Dunces. 1982, Rabbit is Rich. And 1991, Rabbit at Rest. It's a single author. 1988, Beloved. 1989, Breathing Lessons. 2001, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, 2007, The Road.
4: Okay. All right. We are going to go struggle with these for a couple minutes, and uh, we'll be right back. Are there 11, Liz? There's 10, I think. 1, 2,
5: 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Oh, 11. Lucky you guys. Okay. Bonus.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money?
3: All the answers are locked in.
2: So
5: I will read the uh, title of the book and you guys give me your answer. Neil pointed out that there are 11 because apparently I can't count to 10. So 55 points up for grabs. The Good Earth in
1: 1932. Uh, So uh, Jeff and I... We kind of were talking about like, you know, Rudyard Kipling and Upton Sinclair and all these other people that probably aren't matter, but we, in the end, couldn't figure it out. So the, the fact that we liked the show, The Good Place, and Liz mentioned it last time she was on, we went uh, with Michael Shore, the creator oh. of The Good Place. It's a
0: good show. Uh, we had absolutely nothing. So the good earth was probably not written by the good wind and fire. So. <laughs>
5: <laughs> the answer is Pearl S. Buck. Yeah. Um. 1937, Gone with the Wind.
4: Yep, Knew this one right away. That's uh, Margaret Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Couldn't pull that name to mind, so we're just going to say Clark Gable wrote that.
5: (laughs) Margaret Mitchell is correct.
4: Come on,
3: Ponyboy, man. You read that book all the time. (laughs)
5: 1940, The Grapes of Wrath.
3: Ah, that was John Steinbeck.
4: Yeah, just out of nowhere, I pulled uh, Steinbeck. All right.
5: That is correct, John Steinbeck. Nice. Number four, 1953, The Old Man and the Sea.
4: The, uh, the Weaver of Words for the Life of Santiago. That would be Ernest Hemingway. I don't know what that meant, but uh, yeah, we had Hemingway as well.
5: Hemingway is correct. Uh, number five, 1980, The Executioner's Song.
3: Uh, we, we did not know. Unfortunately, Neil and I haven't heard of this. Um, so we said Monty Python. I'm <laughs> uh, Just thinking of a famous
0: executioner, we said The Queen of Hearts. Ooh.
5: <laughs> the answer is Norman Mailer.
4: Oh, Mailer. I should have known that.
5: Number six, 1981, A Confederacy of Dunces.
4: This is a real guess on this one, but I think we're too uh, early for this author, but we went with uh, David Foster Wallace. Oh, that's good.
1: Um, I, I realized we didn't put a joke answer down, so I'm just looking at uh, posters in the room. I'm, we're going to say this one is Rebecca De Mornay. <laughs>
5: You know what, Ken? That's funny because I uh, often confuse these two people with David Foster Wallace. The answer is John Kennedy Toole. Oh, that's mm. it. Yeah, I, was,
4: I was pretty sure it wasn't David Foster Wallace. But I yeah, I always have that three-word,
5: th- three-name th- guy yeah. mixed
3: the up. The book was probably too short <laughs> to David Foster Wallace. <laughs> yeah.
5: It's actually pretty long. I tried to read it and I didn't get very far. Even still. Um, okay. 1982, Rabbit is Rich and 1991, Rabbit at Rest.
1: We were super familiar with these titles. I know I've heard this before uh, in a different trivia facets, but uh, we couldn't come up with the name.
3: Uh, so we said uh, Robert Louis Stevenson.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't. This is
0: a name that Ken had heard repeatedly, and I had no idea. Um, when I think of Rabbit, I think of Bee Rabbit. I think of Marshall Mathers. Said Eminem.
5: <laughs> the answer is John Updike.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh. That's a name I do know. The rabbit guy.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it really is. If you ever hear those rabbit is whatever. It's always John Updike. Uh, Number eight, Beloved. 1988,
1: Beloved. Uh, I pulled this one from the movie with uh, Oprah and Danny Glover. Toni Morrison.
0: Mm. Uh, We went with Maya Angelou.
5: Toni Morrison is correct. Mm. Number nine, 1989, Breathing Lessons.
1: Yeah, we had no idea on this one. Uh, so we, we answered with CPR, which are the initials for Charles Prince Rogers. Oh, that's I, had,
4: uh, I had a very offensive joke for this one and a less offensive joke, and we went with the less offensive joke, which is David Blaine. He would be good at that.
5: <laughs> the answer is Anne Tyler.
4: Oh,
3: Anne Tyler, yeah.
5: <laughs> I think there was a movie with James Gardner, maybe a TV movie. Uh, yeah. Number 10, 2001, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay.
3: I, I would. This book was purchased for me, and it's sitting on my bookshelf at home. I never read it, unfortunately, uh, but I think this is Michael Chabon.
0: Mm. Two thousand one, thinking Cavaliers, thinking
1: LeBron James.
3: <laughs> Le- LeBron or Shaban Shaban or LeBron?
5: Chabon is the correct answer. Oh, Michael Chabon. So close. And the bonus, the bonus number eleven in two thousand seven, the road.
4: Oh uh, yeah, we went with uh, Cormac McCarthy. Yep, this was one I knew. It was Cormac McCarthy, and uh, that movie is a real blast if you ever want to want to watch that. That's that's a laugh a minute.
5: Yeah, super uplifting hilarity. Uh, that is correct, Cormac McCarthy. Good job, guys.
1: Thank you. Yeah, those were good. Yeah, I know. Me and Ken,
0: Team Packers, we added 15 points to get to 35. Team Bears uh,
1: added 30 to get to 60. Is that new exciting Matt Nagy offense? Scored a couple touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ken promise some homecoming stories? Anyone? Bueller? No, no homecoming stories. What do you think? I uh, I avoided most school
0: functions. Being a robot, I was not admitted. Hmm. Problem.
5: I went to an all-girls school, so homecoming was not really not really a thing.
1: Did you have that thing like in some movies <laughs> where like they have an all-girls school and an all boys school do like a uh, dance together or no?
5: Yes, that's what we did.
0: did?
1: That's what they did at St. Joe's and I H oh, M. I- I- yeah. yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure how that worked.
5: We had, we had a lot of double dances, like the girls' prom and then the boys' prom. But oh, it was okay. really one thing that we did together.
1: Probably less drama. Just like, you know, hang out with your friends. Don't worry about, you know, dates.
5: I, <laughs> I, I loved it. I was just baby, out with your big buds. Fan, no I
4: was very worried about dates yeah. for homecoming.
5: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, homecoming, was, it, it could be stressful for sure. Yeah,
5: I was the prom queen.
1: I was the prom king.
5: All right. So we
1: could be prom king and queen of triviality.
5: <laughs> of of, of uh, embarrassing 12-year-old stories.
1: I have a I have a prom story if you want, I guess. It's kind of. Uh, I didn't realize I was up for prom king, and we were at the dance. Oh, my, I hate when that happens. My girlfriend, because <laughs> uh, I, I didn't think I was popular enough. So my girlfriend at the time was at the dance, and they were going to announce prom king. And uh, someone had said something like right before the show they're like oh uh or not the show the dance they're like oh you might be up for prompting like yeah whatever so they're, they're gonna announce it and i went into the bathroom on purpose because i didn't want to have to hear in case i won or in case i didn't want mm-hmm. win and i was in the bathroom and then uh i didn't hear anything i'm like oh good it's not gonna be embarrassing and then my girlfriend at the time kicked in the door in her dress and like held her dress you know like pulled it up and kicked it like a western and she was like get out there you just won prom king uh, and i'm not gonna be embarrassed if you're not out there and i was like oh god yeah So I went outside and uh, I danced with uh, the prom queen who I hadn't really met before. It was Carrie. Uh, Yeah, it was Carrie. (laughs) We didn't know each other. Um, And then uh, the end of the story is the little Neil facet here. um, (laughs) The end of the story is uh, my friends that were with me at the dance didn't talk to me for two weeks because I won prom king because for some reason it was my fault. And then um, after that. Uh, I looked in the yearbook of my senior year, really excited, like, oh, I'm going to have a picture of me and the prom queen. It's the back of my head. Uh, so it's your yeah. best side. <laughs> well, well,
4: as far as my history of, uh, you know, homecoming and prom goes, it's it's more just disappointment. There's hmm. there's no real uh, peaks and valleys, just a one long valley. <laughs> so, well, all right. So I, I guess I don't have any good homecoming uh, hmm. homecoming tales other than asking girls and then rejecting me. Wonderful. Uh, well, my first homecoming, we went to uh, Weber Grill, and they wanted to order the full chicken
1: entree, and mm-hmm. it was a full mini chicken. And my date was so worried about spending too much money and wasting that I had to eat the entire chicken, or she. So <laughs>
5: that's very, that's very Midwest. I
1: what ate the whole these chicken. Things
4: happen to you, Neil?
1: <laughs> it's very Midwest. Yeah.
4: So, yep, I ate the whole chicken.
5: Ken, is your prom history more or less depressing than *The Road*?
4: Uh, about <laughs> on the same level. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay,
5: man. you guys ready for round 2?
4: <laughs> we are ready.
1: America. We are ready for round 2. <laughs> yeah, I would say with so. our shopping cart.
5: Okay, round 2, question 1. Nature is cool. In September 2017, rangers from the Hirola Conservation Program in Kenya posted a video of two giraffes that skyrocketed in popularity as viewers were amazed by the unique animals. It's thought the animals have a genetic condition called leucism, which causes what distinct characteristic? Lucism is L-E-U-C-I-S-M.
1: That's probably too easy for that. to.
3: But they do have that.
1: I know they do. I just didn't right. know if that was interesting enough to be on Twitter.
3: I would think so, but I would think it's the opposite.
1: Oh, oh.
0: Abnormalities. I know. Well, all I could think of is that, uh, that wasn't there that pregnant giraffe? And they put her on video for like a year straight
1: or whatever yeah. it was.
0: That's the only giraffe I could think of.
1: So, uh, L-E-U, mm-hmm. leucocyte or something, isn't there? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. When they you, mean so, white? Yeah, it does. So, maybe uh, giraffes are known to have a black tongue. Maybe it had white tongue.
3: That that was what I was thinking based on my limited knowledge of Latin. Um, little
1: little wordplay.
3: Yeah, it could be. Um, or are they white themselves? They could be albino albinos? giraffes. I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know if they wouldn't just be called albinos. Albino
1: giraffe was going to be at Ridefest this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, uh, Which
3: Neil and I won tickets for, by
1: I the way, the other night.
4: Albinism had a different... Yeah. scientific name. Hmm.
1: Um but I am just thinking of that that uh prefix or whatever you want to call it, LEU. Um so I don't know white tongue, white albine or yeah, Something alpine. like
3: that. I mean I think the obvious thing would be like if you're thinking about giraffes classically, short necks or short legs would be funny, but um <laughs> that would be funny. I don't know if that would be kind of mean <laughs> in the wild. They, they tend yeah. to eat from the tops of trees, but uh we'll say white tongue.
0: White tongue. Okay. All right. And we said regular necks. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh my gosh! This episode is painful. The answer is white skin. Yeah,
2: uh, it's so actually close. it's
5: not albinoism because they have they have pigment in their eyes oh, and their that's tongue, right. but albinoism, they would not. But they so uh, just skin.
4: That's yeah okay. That that was the distinction. I was
1: yeah. What's the name of the, the Toys R Us Jeffrey. Je- Jeffrey.
4: Oh, who's
0: out of
5: business? Out of business. So he's sad.
0: Updating his LinkedIn.
4: <laughs> yeah, back His name back. is Jeffrey giraffe
3: that is not true and also you're gonna have to redact my they'll again <laughs> this is the worst
5: <laughs>
4: right, go ahead Liz
5: <laughs> question number two family tree the inventor of lincoln logs was born in 1892 in oak park illinois and is the mm. second oldest son of what american architect
3: you good yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: frank lloyd wright
4: <laughs> yep frank lloyd wright is what we had which is the only art- architect i know
5: frank lloyd wright is correct
4: you don't appreciate uh, Frank Gehry,
1: I Am Pay?
3: Not influenced uh, at all work. by the Bauhaus? Anyone in that? I don't know their school? work.
4: Okay. Art Vandalay. Question Mosby. three. I know a lot of <laughs> fictional architects.
5: <laughs> Question three in classic rock Eric Clapton has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three times, once as a solo artist, and once each as a member of what two bands?
3: You good news. I'm good on one of them. He was in that band. I just can't remember if that he was inducted with that band or not.
1: It, I mean, it would stand to reason if he was doing it solo. We already got the other band. Then if he was in another band, it would have to be that one. I would think
3: I, I, we can just lock in then.
1: Okay, we're in. Okay, so, Cream, right? Yeah, rises rise to the top. Rises to the top. Yeah. Oh, uh,
0: I thought you were gonna say White Room, but okay. Yeah. No, Cream. Uh, it's I forget the name. It's like a, I think it's like a three word name, but I can't I can't think of it.
4: Jefferson Starship or.
3: Who then became Starship. Mm. Something
0: yeah, like that.
5: That's,
4: that's right. Um, oh, that song is the worst. That's not
3: them. Yeah.
5: I really like that song. song oh, really? Yeah, I don't
3: yeah, like Clapton. it. I, I, But to be fair, I love like Jefferson Airplane. And then some of the stuff from Jefferson Starship so much that by the time I get to the end, I'm just like, nah, it's all right. That's a good song.
4: Let's go with the first thing that you wrote. Yeah, it's
3: probably wrong.
0: Yeah. I think it's wrong. We're going to go with wrong.
4: Cream and Wings.
3: Okay. Paul McCartney. Yeah, Band on the Run. Um, so we said uh, Cream Clapton famously had two Layla songs, one he did solo and one he did with Derek and the Dominoes. So we said Cream and Derek and the Dominoes. Yeah. Derek and the
5: Domino. I thought Derek and the Dominoes might might be an answer, but the answer is Cream and the Yardbirds.
4: Yardbirds. Oh, the
5: Yardbirds.
4: That, that is a
3: super group. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Page was in the Yardbirds. Who, right. Who's Derek? Is this some guy? It's Derek? I don't know. Yeah. Derek just wants to be left alone. Why do you got to be on him? Jeter. Wasn't Jimmy Page in the Yardbirds? I'm trying to remember. Someone else know. famous was. Yeah. Liz, do you know?
5: I'm Googling it. I don't know. Yeah. Jimmy page. You're right. And Jeff Beck, Jeff Beck.
3: Yep. Oh, and some other guys. Birds. Yeah. Yeah. I would have never gotten <laughs> those to two it, are pretty famous on their I own. Definitely. I had <laughs> an idea of what it was, but I would have yeah. never gotten the name. I forgot about the yard. He was in the yard birds.
5: You guys ready for question four? Yep. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Question four is in science question mark. In the 16th century, three practices were encompassed by the term occult sciences. One of these was called Natural Magic. Name one of the other two. That's,
1: That's one you like? Yeah. Remember, like, it, they thought if you had spirits in you, they'd. Or um, you liked in? Yeah, they'd, we're locked they'd in. They'd beat the tar out of you. Or they'd
3: lobotomize you, which is what I think Neil's alluding to.
1: Well, they had. No, it was the thing I asked a question about. It's like a French name, and it was, uh, yeah, they would, like, basically lobotomy or, like, hammer your, your head to, to get um, the voices out or whatever. Well, yeah, you had to
3: drill holes in the head so that the spirit yeah, yeah. could escape. It's not decopage, um... but it sounds like that. <laughs> it's definitely not that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about I wrote the question And I cannot remember I,
3: So when I think of like I, Here's my problem My gut says alchemy But I don't know If that would be considered Occult magic like Or occult studies I feel like that was Pretty mainstream Is that like the mixture Of potions No that's not? where you're like Trying to turn substances
1: that's Into other substances oh. yeah. No no what's the name Of the guy from Romeo and Juliet Who screwed them over skin. Drugs
4: <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) Uh, uh,
1: By the way, uh, when you guys were gone, I was telling Liz that uh, I had a dream last night that we were recording the podcast, and I did the whole podcast in a Sean Connery voice, and I kept going, that's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Weird dream. I might have to try that. Yeah. Um, All right. We'll lock in with alchemy.
0: Yeah. uh, I originally wrote down astrology because I was thinking that seemed pretty out there at the time, I would imagine. Um, But then uh, Ken wrote down alchemy, and that sounded good to me. So we locked in with alchemy.
5: The correct answers are alchemy and astrology.
4: Hey, nice. oh, wow. look at you. Coming back. Well,
5: ast-
3: astronomy was are
4: they pretty. Used, uh, 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 trepanation?
1: Trepanation. Trepanation, yeah. Thank you.
3: So um, I was thinking, astrology is an interesting one because astronomy was very prevalent in the church. Mm-hmm. Like star positions mattered a lot, so you knew which god was where, so you could worship them accordingly, at least for the Greeks. Um, but yeah, astro- astrology is interesting. You know, I once heard that myriad is a Greek word for 10,000. I believe that is correct. <laughs>
5: I, I came up with this question because I have a note in my phone with like says trivia and there was just a note in it that says, look up a cult for questions <laughs> Why or when I wrote that note or what I was thinking yeah. about.
0: My trivia note is just full of nonsense. That I don't know what any of it means. Yeah, I did. This, I did write Paul be- Coffey at some point. So there will be a question about him.
3: Uh, just to confirm, according to Wikipedia, Neil, Myriad is technically the number 10,000. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, okay. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, question five. Who done it? Every good nerd knows who shot Mr. Burns. What is that character's name traditionally a nickname for?
1: Okay, so they're locked in. I got the gist of it. So, the, what's the name? Who shot him? Maggie shot him. Yeah. Maggie? Yeah. Oh, so what's the full name of Maggie then? Generally speaking, it's an abbreviation, I believe, for Margaret. That would make sense. Okay. We're locked with Margaret. Yeah, there's a, well, there's an episode where uh, a
0: lady is naming all of Homer's kids and he says, Bart, Lisa, and Margaret. He's like, who? Like, you got, you got the wrong kid, lady. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Margaret.
5: That is correct, Margaret.
1: Nice question.
5: Uh, question six, a mosquito, a libido. Nirvana immortalized the deodorant brand Teen Spirit, which was manufactured along with Speed Stick. By what company, which had its own iconic simple two-word slogan accompanied by a three-note jingle in the 1980s?
1: We're we're locked in. Can you think of a jingle? I'm thinking of like by Menon. <laughs> I was also thinking of by Menon. I, Menin... I
3: was thinking uh, the classic tritone NBC. <laughs> <laughs> is it is Menon, did they make a... They might have. I don't it know. could be by Menon. By Menon. That's a classic. Very classic.
1: Costanza. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're going to go with Menon by Menon. Yeah. Um, I just
0: wrote down right guard right away because it sounded right. And that's what we locked in with.
5: I'm so happy that Neil sang that song. That's what I was hoping for. The answer is Menon. Oh, mm. man,
3: I'm excited.
1: Liz told me to be excited a long time ago, and I am. You <laughs> <laughs> finally got there.
5: Like eight months ago.
1: <laughs> Liz was the turning point. Not only gave us the Oakland five, but put a little spring in our step. Mm.
5: Okay, number seven. 1.21 gigawatts. Mm. How many gigabytes are in one terabyte? Or is it gigabytes? I'm not sure. We have to Boom. ask Doc Boom. Brown.
3: 21 gigawatts. <laughs> yeah, just to make sure I had that right. But yeah, I believe so. That's right, right? Well, I just want to make sure I heard it right.
1: Yeah, I think that's correct. I'm wearing a uh, Back to the Future shirt right now. I don't know if you can see it, Liz. It's but it says, oh, nice. it says out of time. It says take me back to 1985. Although I wouldn't be born well, at that well, point. Are you guys I locked yeah, because
0: I have a terabyte external hard drive, and it says I have like 999-something free gigabytes on free space or whatever. So I'm pretty Should sure it's a 1,000. Okay. Yeah, so we'll lock in with 1,000. We also
1: said 1,000.
5: 1,000 is correct. Yeah. Sometimes you see it as 1,024. I mm-hmm. was talking to Omar last night, and he said, told me a lot of things I didn't understand about how it used to be, but now it can be 1,000, something about computers. Anyway, I'm... sometimes you'll see <laughs> 1000, 1,024. Number eight, stop looking at me, Swan. (laughs) What is a baby swan called?
3: Uh, I think we're in. The
1: shampoo cleans the hair, and the conditioner makes it
5: (laughs) silky and. God,
1: I made Colleen watch that the other day. She Uh, had never seen it, and she's like, "Why did you watch this as a child?" Well, it's it's so good. Really good when
3: you're twelve. Do you agree with me?
1: Uh, I I have no idea, but uh, I'm gonna say that is correct. Okay, (laughs) a baby swan. If it's right, I'll take my shirt off. I hope it's wrong. Just <laughs> yeah. a bird. Let me take my shirt
0: off. So Do you know what
4: a baby swan is called?
0: Oh no. Um. So, isn't a a baby goose is is not a gosling, right? A uh, gosling? A, male,
4: a male goose is a gosling. Okay. Or That's maybe a
1: male swan. Yeah. Only if he doesn't talk that much and just nods. Yeah.
4: Okay. So let's say a a baby swan is called.
0: Is this is this one of the many pups? A swoon. No.
4: <laughs>
0: you want to you want to lock in with swoon? Yeah, let's go with okay. swoon. We're locked in. Why she was
3: going on here? <laughs> I think it is Gosling. Yeah. Yeah.
5: You answer with Gosling. Yep. The answer is Signet. Oh yeah. Oh. C y g n e t.
1: I have heard of it. For that. the record, I thought that said Gosina. So.
3: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm a fan of of John Cena. I would tell him to you know go Cena. Yeah.
5: Question nine, another president question.
3: Good.
5: What former president died suddenly in 1919 of a suspected pulmonary embolism while sleeping at his home in Oyster Bay, New York, at age 61?
4: A pulmonary embolism as I yes. is that what he said? Is it also known as a blood clot? Yes. Ah, brownie points again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Neil's all about them brownie points.
1: I think I'm going to start doing that now as a gimmick. Every episode will be a different accent and I'll say committed the entire time. No. I'll commit to it. New York. I, I, I was, you weren't here, Matt, but I was accidentally going into Boston every time we said, I'm going to lock in. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's an accident.
4: Yeah. With one uh, additional Cleveland added in between.
3: Yeah.
4: You have two Clevelands? So, so uh, today is are just... You guys, you guys are locked? No.
1: No. Okay. Today is just a myriad of Venn I diagrams. I this
4: guy... <laughs>
5: Would you say you have a plethora of uh, Venn diagrams? He
4: was older.
3: Because um, he was the youngest president, I believe, until JFK. Okay, this is what I'm going to say about mm, this. 42, <laughs>
1: 43. <laughs> Everything you said before Teddy Roosevelt, I had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah. But I agree with you. Okay, Let's
4: we'll go, go with it.
3: we'll go Teddy Roosevelt. We
4: also went with Theodore Roosevelt.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Teddy Roosevelt is correct. Oh, All right. Good, because
3: I didn't want another light of my life going out today. <laughs> this This round, much better for us.
5: Jeff, you're right. Uh, he, was, he was the youngest president still to ever take office, that's but not correct. the youngest elected. To be
3: elected. That's fair. Yeah. yeah,
5: yeah. Uh, number 10, sports nicknames.
3: All right. The
5: 1927 New York Yankees batting order, including Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, was known by what nickname?
0: Locked in. I believe so. Okay. That's fine. Murderer's Row. Uh, yeah. We locked in with Murderer's Row.
5: That is correct. Murderer's Row.
4: To be fair, we were not able to make up very much ground. We were not, no. We got 70 that round.
0: We actually lost ground. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so after round two, uh, we were able to add 60 points, bringing Team Packers up to 95. Uh, Neil and Ken actually adding 70, uh, getting up to 130,
3: so they'll have a, a little bit of a lead going into the final. So, uh, a bit, yeah, a big thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Um, if you'd like to join them, you can do so at Patreon.com/slash Triviality uh, It looks like we will be doing a season two of Bloodsport. Is that correct, Neil?
1: Yeah, I think uh, their response has been uh, has been really great to Bloodsport. Sports. we really appreciate all of that, all the hard work that went into it. And uh, we are currently, uh, as they say in the business, in development. Uh, but it has been greenlit, so we're uh, we're working on. <laughs> season two of blood sport so um, there will be a Google form that I'm sure some of you have seen uh, just with some suggestions and what you did what you liked what you didn't like help us out in season two but we're excited and uh, we will give you details about that coming up soon um, make sure to uh, join over on our Facebook group the crop because uh, we do post a lot of uh, news and exciting things going on over there if you're not a patreon supporter so um, that's facebook.com slash group slash the crop
3: Neil, we've had a lot of great support in the last couple months. Do you want to tell us who uh, joined our ranks on Patreon since July?
1: Certainly. So uh, we're starting with Kendall Whitehead, Bryden Coverdale, Stacy McPeak, Billy Hoffman, Addie Lewis, Paul McLaughlin, Eric Malden, Oliver Banta, Mike Cameron, Dennis Patek, Adam Simeon, Sarah Reed, Jessica Haith, David Gilbert, Denise Myers, Andrew Thomas, Christopher Haith, William Travis, Keith Mosier, Penny Burge, Al Burns, Summer Johnson, and Kiana Cutney. And sorry if we mispronounce anyone's name, but uh, thank you to everyone for supporting the show.
3: Yeah, it means a lot to us. And uh, like Neil said, uh, season two is in development. The one thing that we do know, though, is we're going to be pulling our names for those slots again from only our patrons. They are the reason that that show exists and most of this show exists. And uh, we just want to highlight and thank those people. So if you'd like to potentially be in the running for that just sign up uh even a dollar us. a day even a dollar not a dollar a day i can't <laughs> or sorry i <laughs> couldn't <laughs> i couldn't in good conscience, ask for that much money uh but as little as a dollar a month then you could yes. <laughs> potentially be in the running for a uh, dollar a, a spot day on will that feed show. four podcasts
1: <laughs> <laughs> i will remember you yes a dollar a month even just as little as a dollar a month i uh, will put your name in the running and we we can't wait to see uh what happens with season two on that note
0: let's go to the final round
1: What do you got for us, Liz?
5: Final round. Your categories are Yum, Ramona the Pest, Actors and Their Roles, Genesis Doesn't, and Originally Known As.
3: Why do you always put this on me? Because you're the money man. You're the number man. I'm the money man, but... None of these are money-specific questions. Um, You're responsible. I, <laughs> I am responsible. Okay. That's, you want to bet? I that's not a hard sell. We are locked in. Answer or uh, wagers are locked in.
5: Okay. Question one in the category Yum, not including rice and nori, the seaweed wrapper. What three ingredients make up a California roll? <sighs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> if sh- is in a California roll, I'm in trouble. <laughs>
0: Depends on where it's from.
5: Question two in Ramona the Pest. In the series of books written by Beverly Cleary, what is the name of Ramona Quimby's sister? Question three, actors and their roles. Who voiced Hector in Disney Pixar's Coco? Question four, Genesis doesn't. What gaming and construction platform was released for Nintendo Switch in April of 2018? The platform is made up of kits that include cardboard cutouts that allow users to build functional gameplay pieces, such as fishing a fishing pole and reel and a piano. And question five, originally known as what game invented in 1933 was originally called Lexico? Please spell that. L E X I C O.
4: 1933. Correct. Okay, let's uh, let's break and talk about this. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. So
1: we're going to jump back in. Our, our answers are locked in. We'll have Liz uh, say the question again and we'll tell, tell the wagers. I just realized I never finished the uh, Neil story from the beginning of the episode, which quickly was talent show, fourth grade. I really wanted to sing One Sweet Day with a couple of classmates, Boys to Men where I Carey. I was going to have to do all the Boys to Men because uh, there, I was the only guy. And then three girls were going to sing Ryan Carey's part. Rehearsed, rehearsed, day of the talent show comes up. Nah, we don't want to do it. So then I didn't, I didn't do it, and I was very disappointed. Uh, do you want to do it now? Do
5: you want to do it now? Yeah, can we hear no, it? No, I'll,
1: I'll do it maybe as a... We have a four-part harmony
3: right
1: now. <laughs> I don't know the song. Enough. Yeah, I sing it in the car all the time, and I do Mariah's part I mean, as well. I mean, I
5: could do Motone
3: Philly, but I can't do that song.
1: Yeah, well, that, that's for another time. That'll be for when Liz comes and gets drinks with us at some point.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, question one in the category of Yum. Not including Rice and Nori, the seaweed wrapper. What three ingredients make up a California roll? All
4: right. Well, uh, you got your cucumber, you got your avocado, and uh, usually it's imitation crab. I think I've only had real crab in a California roll one time, but uh, the last one is crab. And we wagered what, Matt? Five. Cal- uh, Oakland five. Oakland five. Um, Oakland
5: five.
4: We were
1: close, I think. Uh, we wagered 10. Uh, I said I only eat uh, vegetarian sushi, and uh, Colleen orders the California roll sometimes. And I we took a guess. We said crab. Uh, we said avocado, and then we thought maybe there's some sort of sauce in there, so we put eel sauce.
5: Uh, packers are correct. Crab, cucumber, avocado.
3: It's pretty funny that we knew two for sure, because I won't eat them because they have avocado, and Neil won't eat them because they have crab, and we didn't know the
4: other <laughs> ingredient. To be uh. fair, mostly, it's uh, it's fake
5: it's crab. It's fake crab, usually, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. I, I had it with real crab once, and it was great except there was like little bits of shell in it and i kept cracking them mm. on my god teeth. Mm. that just
1: makes me so uncomfortable that's why i don't eat it <laughs> but it was
4: worth it it was worth it for the real crab
5: question two in the category ramona the pest in the series of books written by beverly cleary what is the name of ramona quimby's sister
3: <laughs> i like our answer on this
1: we uh yeah jeff you can go ahead
3: we wagered nothing mm, but smart. nothing gained nothing ventured and uh we said her first name was mayor oh
0: Uh, quimby nice (laughs) that's funny we wagered uh 10 yeah before
4: this question was read i said to matt well i know the author of this book series and i know nothing else about it so let's wager 10 based on the fact that maybe it's the author (laughs) yeah but uh, we stuck with that uh thinking and uh, we went with beverly
5: uh Beverly is close. Her name is Beatrice, also mm. known as Beezus. There is a book called uh, right. called Ramona, Ramona and Beezus. Is that
1: That's her right. uh, her rap name? Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. My favorite Tiny album. Bees yeah, yeah. is what she goes by, I think. <laughs> um Ramona was my favorite book when I was a kid. Yeah. Soft spark for her. And, and Beverly Cleary went to Cal. So Oh Yay. nice. Wow. Uh, number question in category three actors and their roles. Who voiced Hector in Disney Pixar's Coco?
4: Well, uh, for the life of me, I could not remember the first name of this actor, um, uh, but I did remember his last name was Garcia Bernal,
1: and we wagered twenty. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, we wagered thirty. Uh, yeah, it's the uh, the star of Motorcycle Diaries, Itu Mama Tabian, and Mozart, Gael Garcia Bernal.
5: That is correct, Gael Mozart Garcia Bernal. Hmm?
1: Mozart in the Jungle. Sorry. Yeah.
5: Question four: Genesis doesn't. I heard. Uh, Matt over there singing the song almost Mm -hmm. (laughs) from when I was a kid. Um, Genesis does. You can't do this on Nintendo. Anyway, um, what gaming and construction platform was released for Nintendo Switch in April of 2018? It's made up of kits that include cardboard cutouts that allow users to build functional gameplay pieces, such as a fishing pole and reel and a piano.
0: Um, yeah, we wagered twenty on this, uh, and I had a hard time remembering. Um, but there was a lot of memes about it because it's basically seventy dollars for a piece of cardboard, uh, and it—I believe it's Nintendo Labo.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah, we wagered five. Um, I told Jeff the only experience I had with this um, add-on was Ariana Grande saying uh, "No Tears Left to Cry" with Jimmy Fallon, and they used toy uh, instruments with Nintendo Switch. And so I just put the Ariana Grande DLC. <laughs>
5: The correct answer is Nintendo Labo. It's really actually pretty cool. My kids have it. The piano is pretty awesome. Category five, originally known as what game invented in 1933 was originally called Lexico. Um, So
3: we wagered five on this one. Uh, We thought maybe that that was Scrabble.
4: Yeah, Lexicon usually means, uh, you know, vocabulary. And uh, we wagered 10 on this one. Went with Scrabble.
5: Scrabble is correct.
4: All
0: right. Uh, the scores have been added up, uh, and coming in uh, just short today is Team Packers, being Ken with one forty, and Jeff and Neil and the Bears are today's cream of the
1: crop.
2: I am the cream, yeah, the cream of the crop.
1: Yeah, let's hope that translates tonight. <laughs> just thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, Liz, thank you so much for uh, writing these questions. It was an awesome game um no it was it didn't uh, teeter to one side or the other they were equally hard equally easy and a uh, great mix
3: um, there was no rogers to rogers after time nonsense to cost us the game in the end so right um <laughs> Very deep i cut to, for anyone who's not a big fan of this i wanted to ask
1: you something i think we might have talked about her before but your niece uh is a professional soccer player now right
5: uh she's trying she t- got a t- she got a, a a um contract for like three days when the national team girls had to go up to play for the national team. So she uh, went and was on the team and on the sideline for about three days, but she hasn't been in a game yet. Um, But she plays, She is on the team for the North Carolina courage, um, trying to, trying to become an actual member of the roster. It's pretty amazing though.
1: Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Best of luck to her with that. Um, Any shout outs like to give to your kids to anyone else?
5: Yeah. I say hello to Beckett and Robert as usual. I think I've uh, taken up enough time with my Whitney Houston story today. So I will. <laughs>
4: Move on. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for joining us once again. Uh, anybody else with a homecoming story, real quick, before we finish off? No. No. All all's I know is I asked the same girl uh, freshman and sophomore year. She said no, but she saved me a dance. So that was
1: nice. That was nice. She saved the last dance or?
4: Uh, not the last dance. It was like a middle dance. Oh,
1: okay.
0: So I guess I do have a story. Uh, freshman year, I was dating this girl, and uh, I didn't know what I was doing. And I was, uh, and she said, "Hey, even if we're not dating, you know, senior year it'd be great. Do you think you, we can just go to prom together?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And I completely forgot about it. <laughs> three weeks before prom, my senior year, she's like, "Hey, did you get our tickets?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?"
4: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was like three years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, we lady. did. We did. We did not go to prom together. <laughs> oh man. All you kids out there, stay awkward, you know. (laughs) You get through high school. These are fun experiences. Keep studying. And uh, for my co hosts, Matt, Jeff, Neil, and our special host, Liz. My name is Ken. That was triviality.
3: What's that?
2: A palm
6: dress.
3: I seem to be hearing that word a lot lately.
6: Hi. Wow. I am. Um... Wow. <laughs> Bye, Daddy.
3: Stop. Turn. Explain.
6: Okay. Remember how you said I could date if Cat dated? Well, she found this guy who's actually kind of perfect for her,
0: which is actually kind of perfect for me, because Cameron asked me to go to the prom, and I really, really, really want to go. And since Cat won, I guess I'm allowed to, based on the aforementioned rule and its previous stipulations, of course.
4: Nice to meet you. Now <laughs> Let's go. I know every cop
3: in town, bucko. This is not good.